a number of interesting things to get to. Um, yeah, that's what we're shooting for. The, the Democratic race is getting interesting as uh, donors to Joe Biden are thinking, rrr, 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 might be pulling out. Tom Friedman in the New York Times with a column today about how Bloomberg is the only hope we've got. Interesting. So the, it's, it's utterly clear now. The establishment yep. has turned from Biden to Bloomberg wholeheartedly. I don't know if, if they had a meeting like yesterday over uh, coffee in Danish or what, but the entire establishment is now singing the praises of Bloomberg. Right. Why wouldn't they it's, pivot to Pete or Klobuchar? There must be reasons, Sean. I don't know. Uh, I think Pete is seen as a lightweight, a charismatic lightweight, but a lightweight, and they know more about him than we do. Um, and, and Amy, I th- just don't think well, they think she can go the distance. We've seen this unfold in, in other races where somebody three, four, five months in, all of a sudden they have a great couple of weeks, and it seems like they got momentum, and they go away as quickly as they appear. Part of it, though, is the establishment is based where Bloomberg is from. That has a lot to do with it. These are all New Yorkers who are in love with their own people. And always think their mayor can be president of the United States. True. Witness and, de Blasio, uh, that hilarious joke. So that that's part of it. Yeah. Um, uh, and I had one more thing. And that was, it. oh, if we end up with two New York billionaires, old white men New York billionaires, I mean, I'm not Bernie Sanders, but that's not the greatest look for, for a democracy of 340 million people. It's a little Ukrainian looking. Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Lev Parnas will become Secretary of State. Oh, boy. So, uh, listen, uh, I, I just I found this not only informative but highly amusing. They were explaining on a special report with Brett Baer last night how in uh, Nevada they are not going, they're not using the disastrous Iowa app. No, no, no. They have a much better idea. Now, Nevada Democrats will be using Google Docs and paper ballots for early voting, which begins Saturday. It will play out like this. Voters will check in using a PDF file preloaded onto iPads. They'll be given a card with a PIN number and enter the number into a Google form. Then select three to five preferences on a paper ballot and insert the ballots and cards into a ballot box. Ballot boxes will then be transported to designated ballot processing hubs where they will be scanned and stored. It is simple. Now, Nevada Democrat. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. And then they will be converted into a YouTube video, and the number of likes will be divided by the number of <laughs> slot machines in Nevada, and that will be your win. I mean, I was trying to follow that, because you know, I was watching the news. I thought, oh, this is interesting. And I was like, wait a minute. You're going to log in on an, uh, a PDF file on an iPad? Had where? Your iPad? They have iPads. Okay. And a Google Doc. Wait a minute. Where does a Google Doc enter into it? And, oh and that's just for early voting. They yeah. haven't actually announced what they're doing for the voting proper stuff. Hmm. Google yeah. it. So look forward to some sort of fracas in beautiful wow. Nevada as I, well. Yeah, I thought we were trying to get away from anything that was easily electronically hackable. But if it's, uh, if it's downloaded onto iPads. You will sign in on a PDF file on an iPad. Got it. What? All you need is one oldster saying, I couldn't get in with my password, and right. you got a scandal in a close election. Right. Huh. Why aren't we making it simpler and simpler, as opposed to more and more complicated? Because all these geniuses think they're making it more simple. Well, that's what they're attempting to do with apps and technology, is make it simpler so you don't have to physically carry a box to another place. What's complicated about that? That's heavy. It, it doesn't scale. 
It, 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 you have to employ more people to physically carry those well, things. Well, then employ more people. It worked fine. The data exists to show that it worked fine. Uh, you know, I, I'm all for innovation, but not if it doesn't work. Well, not then if, it's not innovation. It's, it's, it's not progress. It's just change. I don't see how you could have anything computer-related that's not going to be in danger of being hacked or thumb-drived or something. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, well, I'm I'm highly skeptical myself, and given the rising level of cynicism about v- voting and, and our electoral system and uh, hacking attempts and the rest of it, I think we probably erred, uh, ought to err to the side of rock steady, traditional, people get it, they know it. I mean, listen, I make jokes, but... Uh, I'm operating all sorts of computer stuff at home. I do all sorts of stuff. I'm not I'm not an expert by any means, but I'm not like an old person who's afraid of computers. And I was seriously listening to that description thinking, this will befuddle even like your bottom 45% of computer users. Never mind your 25% who are not comfortable at all with technology. So anyway, here's I another. Wish, I wish you well. Yeah, well, if it works, then that'd be fantastic. If it works and it's safe, I have no problem with it. I, I don't see how anything computers can ever be safe with China and, and Russia ooching around trying to do what they're doing. Well, but, and the bad guys are always a step ahead right. of the good guys. But uh, here's something interesting, Sean, you might not know. We, we know this because we were on the air in 2000 after Gore Bush and that whole thing. There was a mad rush of people with computer stuff trying to sell their technology to states. And then you got into the whole lobbying, doing favors for people, and they started buying technology, and it was just a profit deal. Oh, yeah, these companies Whether made we, huge contributions yeah. to all the state legislators who had never gotten a check for more than $235 for their campaign. All of a sudden, they were lavished with cash, and all of a sudden, you know, many, many states decided, oh, yes, yes, computer voting, that is the future. None of these nasty hanging chads. So while it might be the future, you can't make the assumption that they're choosing which computer computer system based on which one's best. That's yeah, not the way it works. That government. move was a step sideways at best yeah. in I, terms of the reliability of voting. I think there is a large portion of people, I will call them the American idlers, who envision a future where you vote in political elections the way you vote for American Idol oh, sure. on your phone from your couch. The American idlers, I like that. Um, all the candidates the other night, by the way, were in agreement on the idea of you're automatically registered uh, when you turn 18. You just, you're automatically registered to vote. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all like that. So if we go that direction, that would be one hurdle. I don't know. People do banking of millions of dollars via phones and trades yep, and stuff. True. And if, it's safe-ish. Yeah. I, 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 that is where my mind goes, is if we can do that, I figure out, I think there's a way that we should be able to do the political stuff as well. You would think so. The problem, though, and this is the problem that is, is rife all through government, is that the banks are motivated to the point of mania to protect those systems and to ensure that their reputation isn't ruined because if their rep if their rep is ruined their business is ruined your freaking mid-level uh, you know election official bureaucrat the fourth guy down on the list is your See, state iowa. secretary got, of state we got the greatest example recently yeah. iowa how motivated should those people have been to get that right yeah. Their their ability to hang on to that first election thing that they had going on was huge, and they they couldn't have screwed it up bigger. You know this this may be the great one of the great flaws in all of the Bernie esque progressive uh, ideas. A lot of the ideas are fine; they're terrific. But the naivete of it is you've got to pass all of them through the filter of bureaucracy. And and the worst sort of bureaucracy, a government bureaucracy, where no one is motivated to do w- the right thing, 
or, or they're not motivated to do the right thing in the same way the rest of us are because it just doesn't matter to their job security, their pay, their turf, their budget. It's just an irrelevancy whether they're good at their job in a lot of government. And so you're passing your grand expensive dreams through that filter. What comes out on the other end is usually wasteful, abusive, and dumb. I think the term constitutional crisis is thrown around way too often. But we have an election as close like as last time, or the last, we've had several that have been close. And so what did Trump win by? The magic number is like 35,000 votes, something like that, that made the difference in the election. Across those several states in the Midwest. You have one of those close states where uh, 30,000 people go to vote that day and their names just don't appear on the computers. Right. Somebody got in there. Bad guys in America, Russians, Chinese, whoever. That will be a constitutional Idiot crisis. Bureaucrats. Yeah. That will be a constitutional crisis. Right. You have to redo the election. How long would that take to put together? Whoever whoever loses is able to claim, oh, I would have won on election day, but we had it now. And, I mean, you're going to have a serious problem. Oh, and yeah. people will never accept whoever won as president. No. I mean, not in a way like Trump or Hillary or whatever. No. Just, like, actually not consider them president. It'll be an enormous poo storm, and we'll all get stinky. You can't run a Whole Foods race, and what I insist is still a Campbell's Soup Nation. It's a good, po- good point. It's a good point. Listen, I'll never tire of that. If we, uh, the way his tone of voice, like uh, hey, yeah. I just laid this one on you, didn't I? Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. Drop the mic. Yeah. You already. You can't run one. a Whole Foods race, and what I insist is still a Campbell's Soup Nation. <laughs> well, you can try, Brian. Am I right? Drop uh, the mic. Walk back right. to my hotel room where dead bodies are floating by, and go to bed. Right. Well, I tell you this. If we do have a constitutional crisis like that, the only sane thing to do is tune in talk radio and listen all day. Just remember that, okay? Thanks. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Y'all didn't know this is the MSC, and frankly, there's just too many white people in here, and this is a space for people of color. So just be really cognizant of the space that you're taking up because it does make some of us POCs uncomfortable when we see too many white people in here. It's only been open for four days, and frankly, there's the whole university for a lot of y'all to be at, and there's very few spaces for us. So keep that in mind. Thank you. What a what a lovely illustration of the twisted thinking on college campuses what, these what's days. That? There were like half a dozen f- bizarre fallacies in there. That is a young woman at a university. I actually I don't remember what university. Do you recall, Hanson? It doesn't really matter. Virginia. It's, Virginia. It's happening all over the country. Hogwarts. Saying we're at the <laughs> we're in the uh, multicultural center here, and there's too many white people, so white people need to leave. <laughs> you can have the entire university, whereas we only have a few spaces. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I mean, just factually, that's a strange thing to say. <laughs> and, and secondly, it just goes to the, the – it's such a dangerous rationale. There need to be different rules for everybody to right the wrongs of the past. I get why that's a handy shortcut to your your noble goals, but that is so incredibly dangerous. 
Yeah, I laugh it's at that. So stuff. terrible. I laugh at that stuff. But the 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 the, uh, the idea that racism has become so okay against white people is really troubling because you yeah. know that can turn into something terrible at some point. Or just the idea that every group needs its own set of rules and that a level playing field is not the goal, but an uneven playing field is the goal. That will set back race, ethnic uh, relations just by decades, by half centuries, if we let this idiocy get going. It's, uh, you know, I understand the slow and steady work of, no, everybody gets treated the same and fairly. It's it's slow and it's frustrating, but it's the only way that works. Otherwise, you end up with horror. I mean, every single time humanity has tried what you're suggesting, it ends not in inconvenience, but in horror. In, in mass graves and the rest of it would just stop it, please. I mean, and the, the rationale that the, pre, the like Ta-Nehisi Coates and his journalistic buddies or your professors come up with, it sounds reasonably logical. But if you ask somebody with any gift for rhetoric, they can build a case that sounds reasonable for anything. We should reanimate Hitler and put him in charge of the Department of the Interior. You give me 10 minutes, I will give you a good, solid rationale for why. That is a, a fine idea. Kind of like to hear that one, actually. It's but what I'll take your word for it. It's what attorneys <laughs> do for a living. They think, all right, this guy is as guilty as sixteen dogs. But uh, all right, let's see now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His his wife was actually in the employ of the Saudis, and you just got to come up with something. Just because it sounds good in a classroom doesn't mean it's a good idea. And this stuff is a terrible idea. All right. Well, we have some old billionaire on old billionaire violence going on in the world of Twitter. Yes. This is all because, so the latest poll that's out, Michael Bloomberg's now in third place and almost in second, well, within the margin of error for second place in the national polls. What? Bernie is at 25, Biden's 17 still, but dropping like a stone. Right. Bloomberg's up like to, a Roger Stone. <laughs> Bloomberg's up to 15. He's within the margin of error of second place nationally, and he and he didn't run in the first two contests. Well, and as they used to say in the record business, with a bullet. And he spent $300 million of his own money is how he got there. So Trump tweeted, among other things, an hour ago. Mini Mike is a 5-4 mass of dead energy who does not want to be on the debate stage with these professional politicians. No boxes, please. That's a reference he made a week or so ago about how Mini Mike wants boxes for the debate. Right. Which he probably does. I think that's what they do, isn't it, with the short people? I think it's been done in the past. Yeah. Also of note, he's not 5-4. Anyway. Um, not. Jack. How tall is he? He's 5-8. Because uh, I saw a picture of him standing next to Trump, and he was—he looked pretty small. But anyway, well, who cares? Um, he hates crazy Bernie, and well, with enough money, possibly stop him. Bernie's people will go nuts. Here's Bloomberg's reply. Well, first of all, let me break down Trump's uh, tweet there. He is so trying to sow, S-O-S-E-W, discord in the Democratic Party and whip up the Bernie people against the Bloomberg people and vice versa. I mean, and is- perhaps S-E-W together... A uh, a fabric. Yes. I'm trying to get all the sews in there. I think I already have. Oh, you did? You, 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 yes. you, you did? Okay. Yes. Is there another one? I don't hmm. think there is. Get the Sioux Indian tribe. But yeah, that's that's a stretch. Yeah. Anyway, where were we? Ah, yes. Bloomberg's response to Boy, Trump's trollery. I like, I like that Trump leads with his height, though. <laughs> 
It's, the listen, number one shot is he's short. It's indefensible. <laughs> it's dumb. Anyway. Stop it, Donald. So, stop it. Well, he's just trying to get under people's skin yeah. and get attention. It's a trolling thing. Yeah. It's trolling. He's the world's greatest troll. So it's intentionally idiotic. Yes. He's the world's greatest troll. Anyway, right. Bloomberg responds. We know many of the same people in New York. Behind your back, they laugh at you and call you a carnival barking clown. They know you inherited a fortune and squandered it with stupid deals and incompetence. I have the record and the resources to defeat you, and I will. Oh, he goes after Trump's pride. If 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 we're here mid February between these two, uh, where is it going to be by November? And carnival barking clown, is that a thing? I haven't been to a carnival for quite some time. But do they have barking clowns? <laughs> yes, I would like a balloon animal. I don't get this. Yes, I see with, barking. With the blue balloons. Um, these two guys have probably hated each other longer than most of us have been alive. Yes. Uh, going way, 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 way back. Billionaire New Yorkers who are running to eat each other with all kinds of investments and land deals and parties and probably hotties that they were trying to woo and all kinds of different things. Oh, man. Now it's personal. And now it's uh, now it's for the greatest office in, in was, the world. Was Bloomberg's family wealthy before him? No, he claims to be a self-made guy. I don't know that much about his history, but I hear people call him a self-made man, so okay. I assume that that's yeah. true-ish. Could it be the quote-unquote debate will just be two old billionaires hurling insults at each other? <laughs> You're short. Your dad gave you your money. It'll be like a Comedy Central roast. Doesn't make you any debate. taller. <laughs> you, fatty. <laughs> Andrew Yang officially dropped out of the race. Yang supported giving Americans $1,000 a month, reducing student loans, and legalizing weed. Americans heard that and were like, wait, he did? We messed up. Come back. Hey, we like you. Uh, okay. All right. So, Alec Baldwin has compared Trump to Hitler in a Twitter rant. Oh, for goodness okay. sakes. Um, the Internet is angry with the results of the Westminster Dog Show. The Internet's angry about everything. And we'll get into that later. What is it? Oh, okay. All right. People like the idea of a golden retriever winning and not a poodle, which I am on board with. Golden retriever's a fine family dog. Poodles are, well, they're what poodles are. Anytime I have somebody ask me something in real life, I think, well, okay, this is something that has transcended the echo chambers and the talking classes and the rest of it. And I was surprised that a friend asked me about the Roger Stone thing mm. yesterday. Um. I, I will tell you this. It is nearly impossible to get accurate, reasonable reporting on this story. Nearly impossible. It's just <laughs> the the howling, the indignance at uh, Bill Barr being allegedly uh, not above politics is absolutely hilarious coming from the supporters of Eric Holder and Loretta Lynch and the rest of it. Um I will tell you this, uh, the tr- the president's tweet on the topic, if you're not familiar with it, Roger Stone, an old buddy and associate of Trump's, got, uh, <clears throat> got charged with and convicted of by a jury of his peers, uh, lying to investigators and, uh, and tampering with witnesses. It was one of those process crimes involving the Russian collusion thing, and there wasn't any Russian collusion, but 
the investigator said he lied. And the uh, attorneys involved recommended an extraordinarily long prison sentence for the guy. Seven to nine years, they recommended. The average rapist in America spends four years in prison. Okay, uh, Violent assault, assault and battery is a fraction of that. So the idea that this old guy who misled investigators should do nine years, I don't know. Depends on your opinion, I guess. But the Justice Department said, no, that's excessive. And so uh, we're recommending a lighter prison sentence. A prison sentence, but a lighter one nonetheless. And in the midst of this, uh, the president tweets out his outrage at the the sentence. And it looks like he is ordering the Justice Department to do what they did. They decided to do what they did before the tweet, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just, it's on the front page of, of every, you know, left-leaning news source. They're jabbering about it on, on cable all day long. And it really, it's just such a minor thing. It's tiny. You got Maisie Hirono from Hawaii, who's America's dumbest senator, stammering her idiocies that now they need to impeach Trump for this. Not kidding. Or at the very least, impeach Barr, and we need investigations and hearings and the rest of it. And it's just astonishing. I mean, old man Stone, for all of his sins, and, and he's he's said to be a, just a, a slippery guy. Oh, I'm sure. Just a really objectionable human being. I'm sure. I'm no great fan, but <clears throat> for the very people who ignored the Fast and Furious thing, and Eric Holder being in contempt of Congress and the rest of the thing, and then shouting their outrage that Roger Stone might get four years in prison instead of six... I mean, it's just, it, what, does this have anything to do with anybody's life? No, it I, absolutely does not. I, and that's why I've paid no attention to it. Well, I think you've made um, a good decision. Thank you. We did get this text. So versus so versus so. So, you can S-O, and then you can sow the seeds, S-O-W, and then sow the clothes, S-E-W. That's right. Three so's. Yes. That's why I was trying to get that third S-O-W. So. I think I accidentally used S-O-W, thinking it was S-E-W, and you were right. I was wrong. It was an accident. You see how easy that is to do? It was an accident. Oh, no, no. Full (laughs) credit to you. No, it was an accident. Full credit. I accidentally was right. Um, uh, 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 It's World Radio Day. What now? It's World Radio. Wait a second. got to be consistent. No, it's not. Um, (laughs) It is not World Newspaper Day. Is it really World Radio Day? Yeah. What does that even mean? We're all supposed to have an extra big appreciation of radio today or something? What would you do without us? Or go us? buy one? Or? What would you do without us? Huh? <sighs> that space in the dash of your car. What would it be? A plant holder? I don't know. What would you do without us? But. You know, it would be good. Toaster oven. It would be fantastic. Put you toast in there. A bagel or something on your way to work. How come that hasn't happened in cars where I can just put on a slice of bread and it pops out and I eat it? How are you going to uh, eat dry toast? i got to have something on it. And that's when, you okay, know, the cup holder terrible, I got, uh, fatal accidents. And the cup holder, I got jelly. Surely, <sighs> well, wait a minute now. American Ingenuity, a single squeeze bottle. Hang with me here, Positive Sean. You'll be our consumer uh, focus group. Okay. Single squeeze bottle. It's got butter and jelly in it in exactly the right proportions. Probably a little different sized hole that I'd have to experiment on it. So your toast comes out, you can keep your eye on the road, just maybe glance down a little bit, squeeze your jelly on there, eat your toast. What do you think of my dual squeeze bottle butter and jelly? You could have peanut butter and jelly or just butter, I suppose. <laughs> liquefied, butter that stays liquefied through the miracle of modern chemistry. Ugh. <coughs> Cancer. 
I feel like jelly doesn't follow the same application rules as ketchup. You don't necessarily want a strong bead of jelly across the middle of your toast. It needs to be spread right. across the, the, the entire surface area. How about like a, a spray of jelly? <laughs> Uh, regardless, I like the idea of condiments in the car, and you know where you could put them? I was reading the other day about the disappearing rearview mirror. As more and more vehicles go to all these different kind of cameras, there's no point in having a rearview mirror. It doesn't do anything, it, hmm. or anything that is not being done by something else better in some people's eyes. So apparently the rearview... I saw a sports car the other day, had no rearview mirror. I didn't, I've never heard of that. I didn't know that either. It seems crazy to me, but I'll go with so, it. So right there, you put some sort of condiment thing, Yeah, and uh, that's where you're... Uh, Right, like a breakfast place has that rack yeah. of all the different hot sauces. <laughs> yeah, you have that in your car. Or, or my spray jelly. Yeah. Either way. Anywho. So it's world <laughs> you of... probably want to wear a plastic sheet over yourself. But... It's World Radio Day and not World Newspaper Day, based on this story. The McClatchy Corporation has filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy. What do you care? It's the third largest, second largest local news company in America, mm. um, a huge newspaper conglomerate, 163 years of family control, uh, and they are declaring bankruptcy. Some of the some of the, um, the statistics involved are astounding. One of the things that they're drowning in is pension obligations that they can't possibly uh, cover, like yeah. many cities and counties in America, states. Uh, McClatchy's qualified pension covers more than 24,500 current and future retirees. About 25,000 current active employees? Fewer than 2,800. Oh, my God. So it's, it's it's a little more than a tenth as many active employees as people who are or will soon be covered by the pension. Meanwhile, between 06 and 2018, mostly because of the explosion of online advertising and online classified advertising, if I'm, going to, if I'm going to sell my lawnmower, it's not going to cross my mind to call the newspaper, whereas 30 years ago, that had been the only place I went. And who knew what a huge part of the newspaper business that was? Well, newspapermen did and women, but in the years between 2006 and 2018, a dozen years, McClatchy's advertising revenue fell by 80%. Wow. 80%. Daily print circulation fell by almost 60%. Wow. And so they're they're trying like crazy to uh, adapt to the modern day and, and turn their newspapers into websites that, you know, for old schoolers they would print out. Um, and we but didn't, just, they just can't get there. It's obvious in retrospect and when it happened, but no, I didn't know that local news... The ability to have an idea what your city council is doing in your town is which being, is super valuable is being subsidized by all of us, you know, buying and selling bicycles and lawnmowers and, and cars and everything else. And and help wanted ads. You wanted yeah, an ad, yeah. you got a copy. I'm sorry, you wanted a job, you got a copy yep. of your local newspaper. When I was out of work, first thing I would do get the newspaper every day, go through the help wanted. Do we have time to play a, a clip of David Simon? Was a Baltimore Sun journalist for years. Wrote the Wire homicide, uh, oh, kind of yeah. about the imploding newspaper. This is from several years back, but I love this. Uh, and it sounds like this: they're collapsing, they're imploding faster. And that, you know, in, in some ways, the, the industry itself has been oblivious to it because it's sort of like the shark was eating eating everybody from the bottom. And the New York Times and the Washington Post felt it last. When they have a buyout of 100, 200 people, and they have a newsroom of 1,300 people, it doesn't feel the same as 200 people walking out of a newsroom of 400 mm. in a regional area. 
that means that all of a sudden there's nobody covering the cop shop, nobody covering the zoning board. The day I run into a Huffington Post reporter at a Baltimore zoning board hearing is the day that I will be confident that we've actually reached some sort of equilibrium. You know, there, there's no glory in that kind of journalism, but that is the bedrock of what keeps, you know, got the next 10 or 15 years in this country are going to be a halcyon error for state and local political corruption. Yep, the golden age of county corruption is coming your way. And uh, I keep hearing that McClatchy story different places, and they mention the big newspapers that right. are owned by McClatchy. Well, that's, you know, a problem, but how about all those tiny ones? That's the big problem. If you're from a small town like I am, there ain't no TV station there. There, there, ain't, there is not, we didn't even have a radio station. The only thing we had was our local newspaper. Right. And if, you, and if you're one of those local newspapers and it goes away, you just now are a black hole of information. Unless you attend the city council meeting yourself. Right, right. And in some places, some people or bodies will emerge to keep you informed or try to. But Next Door kind of has a little bit. That's picked up some slack. Cause, like, another thing you wouldn't know in those towns I was talking about is... Uh, you know, houses are getting broken into on the other side of town. Right. Unless your neighbor tells you, you wouldn't know without the newspaper. Nextdoor.com. Yeah, next door is kind the of a guy is driving very fast down our street. <laughs> I saw a great cat today. <laughs> and there were <laughs> break-ins across town. It would be nice if next door had a filter to yes. filter out the guy who says, yes. I saw a great cat today. <laughs> you don't see as many great cats as you used to. Can can anybody recommend a good haberdasher? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's nice. People enjoy it. But Excellent mocking of the old on next door. Oh, I would never do that. Um, I actually live in, in one of the towns in Corruptifornia. Perhaps you've read about it. Perhaps you haven't. Uh, where there's an enormous uh, corruption scandal. And they were breaking all sorts of laws. And it's going to be years until it's all sorted out. Um, and, uh, and without local news coverage, man, it, it is very, very, well, David Simon put it better than I did. It will be the halcyon days of uh, local and county and city corruption because there will be nobody digging into it. You know how sometimes the, the right thing happens for the wrong reason or people do the right thing for the wrong reason. There's all sorts of variations in human behavior. Sometimes you have something wonderful that goes away for reasons completely unrelated to how wonderful it is or. Whether it's good at it or not, the Internet came along and killed local newspapers, and it's a damn shame. And we'll come up with something, but it could take a while. And it might be, you know, a quarter is good. Right. The intrepid guy who'd, who'd sit there and, and rake muck, as it were, to your local city council, report it. Then lots of people show up to the next meeting, and, and the right thing gets done. There is no democracy without an informed populace, uh, an informed citizenry, and... I'm afraid we're losing that. I'm quite informed about what celebrity couple is breaking up or Kim Kardashian's uh, daring new dress that she wore to the Oscars or whatever. But in terms of who's stealing at the city and county level, no clue. Um, This guy might invent something they're calling post-song, like post-modern, post-song, the next step in the evolution of art that is music. Really? Uh, according to people who are into this sort of thing. I've not heard about this. Uh, a dude named 10K Cash tell you about that and some other important things on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
Kierkegaard's rise in the polls is being called clomentum. Clomentum is real. A clobasurge. They call it clomotion. I want to try. I want to try. It's clobering time. Yeah, yeah. She gave them the old clopadope. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, right. <laughs> clomentum. It's not a clobasurge. It's a clobacharge. Mm. Idiot. Gotcha. Uh, a little on how obvious it was yesterday that the establishment of the Democratic Party, including the media, made their pivot fully from Biden to Bloomberg. Oh, yeah. We'll have all that coming up for you. And it's, Everybody uh, got the memo. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Or, or, or came to the same conclusion at the same time. Um, well, yeah, you're that's You're going to be sure. super charitable. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get into that. Uh, we're music fans. Is anybody not a music fan? Have you ever known anybody who doesn't like music? I don't trust those people. I know there are very different levels of it. I've you known. Know. I've only known one person who doesn't like music. Really? Yeah. Andy, I, I Andy Rooney on sixty Minutes used to say, "I have no interest in music." Huh. So I just I don't understand why people do, and I just know there's no kind of music that I have any interest in. And I thought, wow, that is that is something that is unique. Yeah. Well, okay. And I've always thought that's kind of the way I am with food, where I just I just don't care that much. See, that's as unimaginable to me as the music thing. I have a few that? things I prefer other than others, but but if if you gave me a certain sum of money and said you have to eat the same thing the rest of your life, I'd say, where do I sign? That's fine. I don't care. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I don't oh, care. The both of you. Whatever. You're idiots. But so You're, That's sick. Anybody who has a different view of the world than me, there's something wrong with you. But anyway, <laughs> this guy is being... I am the internet. <laughs> I don't understand art very well. I'll admit that. Uh, uh, when you start talking postmodern and stuff like that, I, I, I don't know what's going on. This guy is being described How as post Malone, the post song, part of the post song movement. Okay, okay. Ten K cash. It's ten, the the number ten K dot then cash C A A S H. That's his name. Ten K cash. I wonder why his parents named him that. I'll read a little bit of it. The Dallas rapper's work is part rap song, part sound effect, and part comic sketch. An evolutionary step forward being called post-song by critics. Let's, um, okay. It's a pastiche, part rap song, part sound, I said that, part sound effect, part comic sketch. I do enjoy a good pastiche. Um... I don't know if we need, you know, songs have been around since the dawn of time, banging on drums and howling something, so uh, it seems odd that just all of a sudden now we'd come up with something that's post that, but... Well, as I've said many times, and will continue until my grave, um, when the revolution comes, the first against the wall will be music critics. Uh, This, it just sounds, by your description, I don't know this guy's act, it sounds like it is short musical theater. It's it's humor, it's song, it's maybe dance, it's commentary, whatever. It's well, let's hear a little bit of it, and then Sean can describe, because he's seen a little more of it than we have. Shout out But a lot of this is visual, because it's him being silly in the videos, and uh, there were other things okay. that had the sound effects. Can, can I listen to it, and then you can tell which yeah. one you saw. She got sway, girl, go shut up sway. She got sway, baby girl, she got sway. Okay, maybe so, this makes me racist. I'm assuming he's an African-American fellow? Yes, correct. Okay, sir. so is he the African-American Weird Al Yankovic, or what? Yeah, so it sounds just like hip-hop to me, so... Yeah, uh, there were other videos that would require more editing because of the the, the language, but... Foul mouth, young man, you're yes, saying? Yes, yes, very much so. Oh, uh, but sorry those to hear had that. some of the sound effects in there, but I've also... 
I don't know if that's what they mean by post-song because they're using things other than instruments in it. One song they described in the New York Times that I guess was a big deal on YouTube last year was short, and it was just mostly sound effects and howling. Yeah, apparently from what I've gathered, he, he caught some internet notoriety mainly for dancing. He would do various dances, <laughs> kind of similar to your Whip and Nene fame from several right. years ago. Well, say, uh, and started, stank. Yeah, and started doing <laughs> songs uh, you know, within the year. And well, that's all right. Getting a little traction. Okay, so it, and it's either, I'm just letting you know, I'm just you know, hipping you up. It's either a one-hit wonder that will disappear and you'll never hear it again, or it's part of some new thing. I mean, you know, like when rap came along, or hip-hop, here's a whole new genre of music. That's going to dominate for the next several decades. Yeah. Is this? I don't know. I don't know. Sound related effects like the, breaking glass and well, related to horse that, clops. And- <laughs> uh, Billie Eilish's brother, who is the producer of her music, Phineas, uh, on two of her very popular songs, on one of them, he inserted a dentist drill as a sound nice. effect that's in the song, sure. and the other one's like a, a beeping that you hear at a crosswalk. For, right. for the hearing nice. impaired. Right. Oh, I can show you a video from 1966, I think it is, of Frank Zappa playing a bicycle. That sounds awesome. How so, pardon me? How was it as music? No, I don't know. It wasn't great. <laughs> it was a little schwinny for my taste. <laughs> it was not great. But it was uh, innovative. <laughs> That's the thing. There are two kinds of music critics. The ones that are way cooler than any stupid musician who actually tries to make music. <laughs> and they hate everything. And they wear skinny jeans and they smoke cigarettes. Or there's the journalist who, who gets all... They break out their thesaurus and just wax orgasmic over something or other and pronounce it to be a change not only in music but all art and humanity. It'll probably cure cancer and whatever. And three weeks later, it's gone. So, again, when the revolution comes, kapow, kapow. Uh, boy, the uh, the establishment turned on Biden fast. Details to come.